0: yo how is it going bears fans welcome back to another episode of the bear down podcast where we talk everything bears every day of the week in today's episode we're going to be breaking down all 16 bears games in the 2020 season so be sure to tune in to hear our record predictions these are our post-draft record predictions if you didn't already catch it uh catch it i'll leave it in the description you can go watch our pre-draft predictions before we added a couple more players welcome back to the show guys once again, we're trying to hit 1,500 subscribers this week, so do us a favor and subscribe if you are new to the channel. I am your host, Chris Malpe, and today I am joined with my co-host, Jalen McClinton. Jalen, how's it going, man?
1: It's going pretty good. Uh, it's been a long day for me, but it's, it's pretty good. It's been a long day for me
0: as well. We are also joined with a special guest today. He's a contributor at Baraddon.com, and it's his first time on the show. Welcome to the show, Michael Labalarte. I think I pronounced that right.
2: Yeah, you did a great job. Great to be here.
0: Uh, Michael, I mean, you've been with us for about a month now. But before we get going, I mean, just talk a little bit about how your experience with us has been and how you've enjoyed writing for the site.
2: It's been awesome, you know. We're like a community with all the guys that are working hard for this site, and I'm glad to be a part of it. You know, writing now, doing the podcast, it's all just working well, and we're grinding, so we're getting there.
0: We are absolutely grinding, putting out a ton of content for you guys every week. But as I said earlier, we are doing our post draft record predictions today. Uh, be on the lookout this weekend for a 53-man roster projection. Uh, we're going to be putting that out probably on Friday or Sunday. You're seeing this on Wednesday night, I believe. But, yeah, we're going to run down all the games now that we have the full schedule finalized. It's going to be a fun one, you know, obviously, just to recap the draft for you guys because it is important. Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson, Travis Gibson, Kindleville Dor, Darnell Mooney, Arlington Hambright, and Lechavius Simmons. Also, the Bears added... Two very solid veteran talents after the draft in um, Ted Ginn Jr. and Tashawn Gibson. Uh, also been a little bit of murmuring that they're looking into Larry Warford. Uh, their interest is a little bit uh, spotty there, but that's, that's also a possibility still that I'm reading about today, even though there are already reports out that they were out on Warford. That still seems to be a little bit of a possibility, but we're going to be breaking down game by game as if the season is going to start on time. So week one. Sunday, September 13th at noon, the Bears will head to Detroit. Ford Field to take on the Detroit Lions. Jalen, I'm going to pass it to you first. Do you, do you have the Bears beating the Lions in this one to start off the season?
1: Uh, yeah, I like what the Lions did this offseason, mainly in the draft. You know, getting Jeff Okuda, uh, who's the best corner in, in this draft. Even though they traded Darius Slay, um, I don't get why they did that because you could have had two great corners uh, on the opposite side. But I'm not complaining. So, yeah, I definitely I definitely feel like the Bears should beat them. Um, you know, like I said before, they did get it better in the offseason. But so did the Bears. We got completely better. Uh, you know, we added Robert Quinn on the opposite side of Khalil. And he's going to bring in more production than Floyd probably ever did. In, uh, in his time here in Chicago. You know, we got Jalen Johnson, who could be, you know, a quarterback, too. We got Trey Sean, Sean Gibson, excuse me, to to replace HaHa. So I definitely feel like the Bears, could, you know, should come into the field and, you know, handle the Lions. We, we beat them the last four times. We played them in the last two years. So I, I think this should definitely be an easy game. But not don't I wouldn't be surprised if we lost, but hopefully we don't.
0: I'm going to agree with you that the Bears take a win right now. Um, the line on this game is actually lines minus one, so I would actually probably take the over on this one and take the Bears if I were better uh, in this one. But, you know, the lines are always a question mark. Um, they they have the pieces. You know, the offensive weapons are there. Their defensive line is down a little bit. You know, they lost Demon Harrison. But they always seem to have decent off seasons. The question is always, can they put it together? Uh, week one, whoever is that quarterback, I, I think they'll be able to get it done. And I think the Bears do go into forward field week one and take this one from the Lions. Michael, what do you think? Did the Bears beat the Lions week one?
2: I do agree that the Bears beat the Lions, um, especially on the Lions defense. It's still a little questionable. You know, it'll be Okuda's first game in the NFL, so I guarantee they're going to game plan and try to maybe see what he can do. And also, again, their linebackers are, are, are a little bit underdeveloped, so look for Komet and Graham to have a big game that game.
0: Yeah, so week two, we face a familiar foe for the third year in a row, and it's going to be the home opener. The Bears will take on Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the New York Giants. You know, the only threats I really see personally on the Giants are Saquon and uh, a guy like a Golden Tate who haunted the Bears there for a couple years when he was with Detroit. I saw them play the Giants at home. Uh, Obviously, we know the 2018 game in that rain when uh, Chase Daniel was playing and they actually lost in overtime after an incredible comeback against the Giants. That being said, I think if we can bottle up Saquon, uh, I think it's a 2-0 start to the season. I think the Bears have a really good chance to start well here. I'm going to give them a win in this one. Michael, I'm going to pass it back to you. What do you think about the home opener against the New York Giants?
2: I think, again, it's a win for the Bears just because the Giants are, again, a very developing team right now. They don't have all the pieces. Again, you bottle up Saquon, you pretty much bottle up the team. So I think that their health is a concern anyway. They don't always have their main players, so I think we get the dub.
0: Yeah, week two it'll be an interesting one. It also really depends on how much of a step Daniel Jones takes this offseason. You know, a quarterback that reminded me of Mitch coming out of uh, Duke. There, a prospect I like, but he really struggled against this strong defense in twenty nineteen. Uh, Jalen, what do you think? Do the Bears beat the New York Giants in week two?
1: Yeah, uh, this is. I'm surprised we're, we're playing them three times in a row. But last year, uh, it, was, it was a it was a good game. You know, Mitch. Played very well in that game, and the defense uh, bottled up Saquon and held Daniel Jones under check. So I feel like this game is this being Daniel Jones' second year in the league, you know, still early until his second season. Uh, if we can get a couple turnovers off him, and he's a very turnover – Turnover Turnover friendly He's very turnover prone Yeah, he's turnover prone with the ball um, Especially with the fumbles And with Khalil Mack You know, on on the opposite side of you Who's very good at causing force fumbles If we can get a couple turnovers on this team uh, You know, that should be an easy game for us
0: Khalil Mack did force a fumble against the Giants in 2019. If you don't remember, Nick Williams actually picked that one up at the 6-yard line. The Bears ended up scoring on that drive. In Week 3 on September 27th, the Bears will head to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. I actually really like what the Falcons have done. You know, they had a little bit of peace gone in their secondary there, but they did end up drafting A.J. Terrell, a very solid prospect. Personally, I think Jalen Johnson's a little bit better, but he did slip, obviously. Uh, Added Todd Gurley this offseason, Dante Fowler as well. I would really hope that the Bears would start off as 4-0. Uh, I'm going to give them a loss here just to be a little bit precautionary. I, I think it's always tough to start undefeated in the season. Uh, the Falcons are always looking good. Matt Ryan can really do his thing. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, some great receiving corps there. They also add Hayden Hurst after losing Austin Hooper. I think they have a pretty solid offense, and their defense definitely improved throughout the draft. So I think it's going to be a close game here in Atlanta. You know, being on the road's not always the best thing, but Atlanta fans always seem to show out. And I think it's gonna be a good game, but I'm gonna actually hand the Bears a loss here against the Atlanta Falcons to be two and one after week three. Jalen, what do you think?
1: Um, now the Atlanta Falcons have a very good offense. Um, they got Todd Gurley after cutting Devontae Freeman. I, got, I actually got into uh, some argument with some Lions fans about this game. You know, I definitely feel like we could lose it, but um, you know their defense is, isn't very good. I feel like this offense, even though it's it's still not best or is not maybe gonna live up to a potential that the offense wants it to, wants to be. Um I, I feel like that this defense to to handle Matt Ryan. You know they do have they do have Julio who's one of the best receivers in the league. Uh but their defense is, is just not good enough to shut down whoever's that quarterback rather be Mitch or Foles. and I, I feel like we, we win this game.
0: So Jalen's got the Bears moving to three. 0 Michael, what do you think? How do the Bears fare against the Atlanta Falcons in week three?
2: I also think uh, it's going to be a very close game. This is the Bears' real first main test of the season, and I think that they do come on top with a win. Again, this is the defense. I think the Bears' defense is going to have to show on this one. Atlanta's offense is really scary with the weapons they got, but I think the Bears have more of a more balanced team, and the Falcons do lack on a defensive side of the ball in some areas, so I think we come out with a dub on top.
0: So Jalen and Michael got him at 3-0. I got him at 2-1. I kind of gave him a precautionary loss there because I know later on in the schedule there was a, a team that I picked them to lose to in the first predictions video that I'm going to pick them to beat. Week 4, we've got the Indianapolis Colts, a team that I've spoken very highly of. If you guys didn't know, I go to college at a small school in Indiana, so I, I kind of call myself a bipartisan Colts fan. I'm really around the Colts mafia all the time out there at college. So I've, I've paid close attention to the Colts when I'm not focusing on the Bears. And I root for them, obviously, when I'm not rooting for the Bears. But, um, you know, the Colts are pretty solid. You know, Darius Leonard, Malik Hooker there on defense. They add Xavier Rhodes, bring in Phillip Rivers after Jacoby Brissett struggles for a a year there. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, obviously a threat. Marlon Mack, they got Jack Doyle and Trey Burton at tight ends. I think they have some very good weapons. Uh, A pretty young team. That being said, this one's in Chicago. I'm going to give the Bears a win here. I think if you can bottle up. Uh, everything that Indianapolis does on offense, I think if you can force Phillip Rivers into some turnovers. Um, I, I really think you can you can run away with this one. I'm not saying the Colts defense is bad by any means. You know they obviously also added DeForest Buckner there from the 49ers. I think they're a team that that is very much improving. I think that, that they always bring a fight. You know we saw them beat Kansas City on, in primetime in 2019. That being said, it's in Chicago. I think this defense. Does a good job bottling up Phillip Rivers like we did against the Chargers in 2019. We don't have to talk about how that game ended, but I think our defense did pretty good <laughs> against them. Uh, and I think our offense is actually able to do enough in this game to give us the win. So I'm going to give us the win to move a 3-1 and one over the Indianapolis Colts. Michael, what do you think? How do the Bears fare against the team from, uh, I guess, the neighboring state?
2: I'm going to agree with you, Chris, say That the Bears take this one. Indiana, I think, is a few pieces away from being really good. But again, that the Bears have a, I think, a bit of an edge here in terms of offense, and even their defense is a, a little bit better than Indianapolis, who had a great offseason, But I still think is a few pieces away from being able to beat the Bears.
0: Yeah, uh, that's. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's a game that some people could say the Bears may run away with, but but it, the Colts really bring a tough task when it, wh- whoever they're playing. Obviously, a tough division there in the AFC South with the Texans and the Titans as well. But they're always they're always fighting there. Uh, obviously, lost Andrew Luck last year to retirement in a preseason game against the Bears. But Jalen, I'm going to pass it back to you. What do you think? October fourth, week four, at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Who wins this one?
1: Uh, the the Colts don't have a bad, ras- a bad roster. Excuse me, at all. It all comes down to quarterback play, and I'm still Rivers, who who's getting up there in age, and the Bears had You know, we we held, held him under control last year. Um, I feel like that if we can hold Philip Rivers because this this pass us, you know, these corners, these corners and these safeties and uh, back there on on, on his defense, um, I just I just feel like that if we can hold the quarterback, then we can control their whole offense. You know, uh, the quarterback is is a is a big part of the of the team in general and, you know, the quarterback controls their whole offense, so if we hold him like I know we can, then this should definitely be an easy one for us.
0: Week 5, a very big test here. Before I do get into this one, I mean, it also is important to note that the Colts did add Michael Pittman Jr. there from USC, uh, an interesting prospect for them as well. Week 5, 8.20 p.m. at Soldier Field, the first primetime game of the year. The Bears will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski come into town in their new jerseys. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. You know, the Bucks' offense overloaded with talent. I, I thought their secondary had some, some question marks. They add Antoine Winfield Jr. there in the second round, someone who we talked highly about in our draft coverage, who is set to be a star wherever he ended up. Um, they also added Tristan Wirfs, who I think is the best offensive tackle in the draft. That slipped to them there. Um, I'm going to give the Bears uh, the second loss of their season here to move to 3-2. and two. Uh, I'm not essentially scared of Tom Brady, but, you know, when you bring in Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you have three good receivers in Gronk, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Braith. They have probably the best offense in the league on paper. I'm going to give the Bears a loss here in primetime to Tom Brady and the box, but I think it's going to be a very good battle here. Michael, what do you think? What happens when Tom Brady comes to town?
2: Uh, unfortunately to say, I think the Bears are going to lose this one. Uh, again, it's going to be a really close game. This is The Bears, probably their number one circle game on the calendar, Right now, because it's always exciting to go against Tom Brady, and especially that Bucs offense, what it can do. But I think that the Bears' offensive line still has some question marks and that defense at the front of Tampa Bay is very ferocious, and I don't know if the Bears may be able to handle it. They're, like you said, their secondary is a little lacking, but they're up and coming. I just think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a little bit too much to handle for the Bears, and then we do take a loss.
0: Tampa Bay, one of those teams that is going to be looking to head to the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay in 2021 there. Uh, to kick off the new year jalen what do you think how does this primetime game in week five go against tom brady in the box
1: um, i'm gonna give us the first loss of the season um they had probably one of the best off seasons in the whole league getting tom brady uh getting grunt to unretire and still keeping Shaq beard who was uh i think he led the league in sacks last season with like 19 or something like that this their offense is going to be great next year they have uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who are two two are Pro Bowl receivers, both had over a thousand yards last season, and then and Tom Brady, who one of the best quarterbacks, in, you know, of all time. The offense is just going to be deadly with Bruce Arians as the head coach. Um, our offense against their defense is I don't I don't think we fare pretty or fare great against that defense. That defense in pass rush um, is like is amazing. They got JPP, like I said, Shaq Barrett. They, they they drafted Antoine Winfield Jr., who's probably one of my favorite safety uh, prospects coming into this draft. Um, that that game's probably going to be a fun one, but I, I don't see us coming out with the win. So
0: make sure you guys are keeping track of your records. I think I got the Bears at three and two, and you guys both four and one right now. Week six, the Bears are going to head yeah. to Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater, someone who uh, the Bears were looking at this off season. You know, someone who was definitely in contract negotiations with the team before we ended up a couple days later after he signed with the Panthers, trading for Nick Foles. I think we owe it to Bridgewater. I keep saying that, and I'm going to continue to say it. Um, Robbie Anderson, someone they added on offense. Similar to the Giants here, I think they don't have that great of a defense. You know, they lost Luke Keekly. Um, I I just don't think that the Panthers are going to win this one. I I think the Bears, if they can bottle up Christian McCaffrey, who I think is the best running back in the league, uh, I think they walk away with a pretty easy win here in Week 6. To move to 4-2 on the season for me, Jalen, what do you think? How did the Bears fare against Carolina?
1: I'm going to just say, if we contain Christian McCaffrey, that should be a win. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not that great of a quarterback, in my opinion. Um, I'm kind of glad that he didn't sign with us. If we contain Christian, uh, then that should be a, a win on our part. Uh, they spent most – all, not most – all of their draft picks on defense – Um, Most of their starting defense is going to be rookies in their first season uh, who might not get a training camp or OTAs, might just go right into preseason with this pandemic stuff going on. So if we stop Christian McCaffrey, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, plays like Teddy Bridgewater, then this should be a win for us.
0: I mean, when you look at who the Panthers added, Jeremy Chin, someone they got at the end of the second round, someone that we also liked a lot here at Bear Down for the Bears, obviously ended up drafting a cornerback in Jalen Johnson. But that Panthers defense is looking young, and you can't always guarantee fruition is going to stop veterans in this league. So we both have it penciled in as a win for the Bears. Let's see what you got here, Michael. Is it a third? Is it a consensus decision that the Bears are going to beat the Panthers?
2: It is. Uh, Panthers, again, they lost a lot. And Luke Keekley, he's just such a vital part of their defense. I think that, like you guys said, as long as we keep McCaffrey in check, which of the Bears are usually pretty good at keeping the running backs, uh, out of the end zone and limiting their uh, playmaking ability in games, I think the Bears come away with this one for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty easy pick. And this is another one that, that's a third-year-in-a-row game. Week 7, Monday night football, 7.15 p.m. at the Los Angeles Coliseum. The Bears will take on the Rams for the third straight year in primetime. The Bears obviously whooped them in 2018, and the Rams had their way with us. In 2019, you know, I don't trust Jared Goff. I'm going to come out and say it straight up. Um, They lost Brandon Cooks. They lost Todd Gurley. Uh, Their defense is looking a little bit more weak. Uh, I I just don't know. You know, obviously they signed Jalen Ramsey to the extension. I think the Bears defense has their way with the Rams here in our offense. Does enough on the road to be able to win this one. I think we go 2-1 against the Rams in the last three years. And that moves me up, I think, to the Bears as 5-2 and two on the season after Week 7. Michael, I'm going to pass it back to you. What do you think uh, head, heading to the Rams in primetime for the second year in a row, do you think we take it this time?
2: I do think we win this one. The Panthers, again, like you said, their defense took a little bit of a downturn. They lost Littleton. Um, and then their offense, I don't believe in Jared Goff. Don't think he's that great. I also believe that the receivers and the running back situation has gotten a little bit worse, so I think that the Bears do come away with this one due to their better talent on the team.
0: Yeah, Jalen, what do you think? How do they do it in the third year straight against the Rams in primetime?
1: Uh, this is going to be a revenge game for Mitch um, last season. People don't know if he got taken out the game because of his shoulder or if he was benched because we, we didn't have the best second half, um, even though that was a very winnable game for us. Jared Goff is – Hasn't been good since they made the Super Bowl. Um, he's he's been very uh, average or below average. Some will say. Their defense, their defense got worse. They lost Corey Littleton, uh, who was their starting linebacker. He went to the Raiders. You know, like you guys said on on offense, they lost uh, Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley, who had like I think he had over ten plus touchdowns for their offense. So uh, if this defense can come in and shut Jerry Goff down, and Mitchell gets his revenge game on this team, Um, this is a win for me.
0: No matter who's playing at quarterback, I think the Bears owe it to the Rams after last year's game when the defense did a pretty good job at bottling them up, and and the offense really couldn't do anything for the Bears. Week 8, we're reaching about the halfway point in the season. The Bears will have a home game against the New Orleans Saints. Similar to the Buccaneers here, I mean, the Saints are absolutely awesome. You look at their offseason additions, they add Malcolm Jenkins, Cesar Ruiz... Um, A very interesting prospect there out of Michigan that they add to their O-line. And they also add Emmanuel Sanders on offense, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara. The whole gang is still there in New Orleans. The Saints are one of the top contenders in the NFC. I think they take it from the Bears here. I think, once again, similar to the Tampa Bay game, I think it's a really close one. But I've actually given the Bears three losses here against the NFC South. Jalen, what do you think? How do the Bears do against the Saints at home?
1: Um, even though I want to win this game so much because last year they were, they were talking stuff to Tariq about how short he was and stuff like that, but this team is still good at the end of the day. Um, you know, they might not produce in the playoffs, but they, they're, they are a very good regular season team. Drew Brees is a hall of fame quarterback. They have Michael Thomas, who's a all pro receiver. Alvin Kamara still on the team, who's a very good running back and they still have a lot of talent on that defense. Um... This is this is going to be a loss for me. Sean Payton is a great offensive-minded head coach with that offense. Uh, I, I just feel like we is is no way we can we can beat that team, especially yeah. if with this very very confusing offense because we don't know what to expect from this offense next year.
0: You also can't overlook the Saints' defense. You know Cam Jordan up there, Marshawn Lattimore added, Malcolm Jenkins looking very good there on defense for them as well in New Orleans. Michael, what do you think? How do the Bears fare against the Saints in twenty twenty?
2: I also think that the Saints take this one uh, again. The Saints had their way with us again, against uh, at home against last year, and I think that their offense and their defense have, are coming together. Even though Breeze is getting older, he still plays at a high level. I think the Bears come up a little bit short. I think it's been a little bit closer than last year, but it'll be a good game. But the Saints definitely, I probably get them on top.
0: I currently have the Bears at five and three through eight weeks. Jalen and Michael have them at six and two. A Week 9 game that's going to be a very fun one against a team that was a contender in 2019. We're heading to Nashville to go take on the Tennessee Titans. You know, I said it against the Panthers. I said it against the Giants. The Bears facing one of the premier running backs in the league here. Definitely a top-five guy in Derrick Henry. I think if you can bottle him up, uh, the secondary will, will be good enough to stop Ryan Tannehill. You know they have Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, uh, obviously, some budding prospects there and also a very good O-line. But I think if you can slow down Derrick Henry, the Bears will be able to move the ball on the Titans' defense. I'm going to give him a win here uh, to move to 6-3 and three on the season. Uh, I think, once again, a very good game. Uh, the Titans, definitely a team you can't sleep on, especially in Nashville. Uh, Michael, I'm going to pass it back to you. What do you think? How do they do against the team that was recently in the AFC Championship in the Tennessee Titans?
2: I think it's going to be a really close one again, but I also think that the Bears are going to come on top just because the Bears, like I said before, they usually do the great job of stopping star running backs or at least containing them and taking them out of the game. And I think, like you said, as long as they keep uh, Derrick Henry at bay, make Ryan Tannehill have to make some reads, and I think the Bears can move the ball on that defense of Tennessee. I think the Bears do come out on top.
0: Jalen, what do you think? Can the Bears slow down Ryan Tannehill and win this one?
1: Um, I definitely feel like we can slow down Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he only got that big contract because of what Derrick Henry did in in the playoffs. I'm gonna give us a loss right here. Um, mm. Their def- their defense is, they have a really good defense, and then Derrick Henry, who was the best running back last year, uh, or one of the best running backs last year, he was running over good defenses uh, just like in the playoffs. He had like, over 200 yards against the Ravens' defense, who had multiple uh, All Pros on on that team. Uh, I just feel like they, Derrick Henry is going to probably run all over this defense, which doesn't happen a lot. And if a run game with, with, with their great defense against our offense, um, I just feel like we're, we're going to probably take out L right here.
0: You have to look at the Titans' defense. You know, they they lose Logan Ryan for, for now. We mm-hmm. don't know what's happening with him, and they also lose Jarrell Casey in a trade with the Denver Broncos. But still have I some still solid have secondary. Game. Still have some solid secondary pieces there um, with Kevin Byer to Dory Jackson. Uh, that's that's set to be a really good game. Week 10, Monday night football. Kirk Cousins is coming to town. Uh, as I quote, they aren't the reason that we're in prime time. We are. That's what he said in 2018 when Eddie Jackson had a pick six on him and the Bears went crazy on him. I think there's no difference here. Uh, I don't trust Kirk as much as I don't trust... Uh, Jared Goff and, and you know the Vikings, I think they they really are looking forward to their future. They drafted some good players, Ezra Cleveland, Justin Jefferson, Jeff Gladney, um, got rid of Stefan Diggs, someone who wanted the Bears for years. You know, they also lose Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes. you know they still might trade Anthony Harris who they brought back on a franchise tag. I think they got a little bit worse. They also lose Everson Griffin. I mean there's theres there's more and more. I think they got slightly worse this off season. Obviously looking towards their future, they do have some bright prospects. But that being said, I'm going to give the Bears a Week 10 win here in primetime at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Jalen, what do you think? Does Kirk Cousins lose again to the Bears in primetime and go to 0-11 on Monday Night Football?
1: Rather, it's on the Vikings or the Redskins. Kirk Cousins is just not a very good primetime quarterback. Um, He hasn't beaten us since he's been here. They got completely worse as a team. Yes, they filled a couple of those holes with their first-round draft picks in Jefferson and Gladney. Um, but they still lost their three starting corners. They might trade their starting safety, who had, like, six interceptions last season. Um, you get rid of Stefan Diggs, who's your second-best receiver, who uh, who had over 1,000 yards last season. You lose Everson Griffin, who was, a, who was a very good, productive uh, defensive end on that line. Um This defense and that Matt Nagy just doesn't like Kirk Cousins for some reason. Every time we play them, Uh every time, literally every time we play them, it, they have some turmoil in that in that locker room. I'm gonna give us a win right here, especially since it's on prime time. You know Kirk Cousins just doesn't play very good on prime time, and I, I see that continues uh this season.
0: So Jalen and I, after ten weeks, both have the Bears at seven and three. I've got three losses to the NFC South or NFC South. And the bear and uh, Jalen has a loss against the Titans, Saints, and Buccaneers, I believe. So seven and three wouldn't be that bad. But but Michael, are you moving to seven and three or eight and two? Let's hear it. Do you think the Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football?
2: I got eight and two. Uh, again, the Bears have had success over the Vikings the last two years. Kirk Cousins has not beaten us yet. I don't think that's going to change. Like you said, they've gotten worse this offseason, losing a bunch of big players on their team. I think the Bears will keep Cook at bay, make Uh, put some pressure on Kirk Cousins like they have been the last couple years and make him, you know, have a bad game like the last couple years. And I think it's the same story here.
0: Yeah, so Week 11 is the bye. Week 12, we return to primetime at Green Bay, the frozen tundra, November 29th. Packers probably had the worst draft in one of the worst offseasons we've seen. You know, I think their best addition was probably Christian Kirksey, which which is crazy to think with all the draft capital that they had. That being said, you still always have to respect them. Aaron Rodgers is the man. We'll see what Jordan Love can do down the road. But that being said, I'm going to give the Bears a loss here. Um, I do think they take one from Green Bay here. We'll, we'll get to that in Week 17. But uh, it's, it's in Green Bay, always a tough place to play. Their fans are just as passionate as Bears fans, and I really respect the rivalry that these two teams have, uh, even though it hasn't been much of a rivalry over the last couple of years. I'm going to give the Bears a loss here against Green Bay. Uh, Michael, what do you think?
2: As much as I hate to say it, I think the, being in Green Bay at night, um, the, the later second half of the season, we should say, I think this is when Rodgers really turns it up. And I think the Bears do take the loss here against the Packers. Their defense maybe isn't as good as last year, but it's still a great one. With uh, you got Amos and Savage in the secondary with uh, Alexander. And then, of course, their front is very ferocious. And then their offense has still got Aaron Rodgers. So I think that the Bears – just come up short against
0: the Packers. Yeah, another good game. We always have good games against Green Bay regardless. Both games in 2019 decided by eight points or less. So one possession games there. Obviously, the Bears offense couldn't really do it against Green Bay there in 2019. Jalen, what do you think? Did the Bears win or lose on the road in Green Bay?
1: Now I'm going to to keep my answers short because I want to get really into detail when we talk about the Week 17 game. But I'm going to say we, we lose right here. Um, Aaron Rodgers... He's probably very mad took they, t- they took a quarterback um, in the first round when he needed wide receiver help and offensive help in general. Um we're, and we're in Green Bay. Green Bay is a very hard place to play. It's cold. Uh, if fans are allowed in the games, the fans are going to be loud rooting for their team. Um, Aaron Rodgers, is, I'm not, I don't want to say he owns us, but uh, usually when he plays against us, he plays very well, and uh, I feel like he's going to play very well in this game, sadly, and we take a loss.
0: That is eight and three for Michael and seven and four for Jalen and I. Guys, I don't think we need to talk much about the Lions again. At home, week thirteen. Just just give me a one-word answer. Michael, do you think the Bears beat the Lions again? It's
1: a one. Jalen? It's a one, definitely.
0: And I'm gonna make it a consensus decision there. So that moves us to eight and four and nine and three, heading into week fourteen. Deshaun Watson, my goodness, we don't really need to get into him much more. We posted a podcast about him earlier this week. Uh, Said some stuff, and I think it's really going to fire up this team. In Chicago, Week 14, Bears versus Texans. No matter who is a quarterback here, I think they're going to be fired up. If it's Mitch, uh, I I would feel pretty dogged by the comments that Watson made saying that he basically should have been selected higher. And if it's Foles, obviously you want to win regardless, and and you're probably pissed off that that he said something like that that probably hurt your teammate. I'm going to give the Bears a win here over the Houston Texans. You know, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. They add David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. I don't think those guys are even as productive as Hopkins combined. Nothing against them, but they can't stay healthy. But uh, still solid talents. Uh, They also lose uh, Jonathan Joseph on defense to Sean Gibson. I think it's uh, easy-ish to move the ball on the Texans' defense if you can bottle up J.J. Watt. Uh, Jadevian Clowney isn't on that team anymore. I'm going to give the Bears the win in a tight one here. Uh, obviously, Houston, you know, known for their warm weather, but they're going to travel to this Chicago on December 13th. I think the Bears take a win here. Michael, what do you think? How do the Bears fare against Deshaun Watson and the Texans at home in the winter?
2: I think, like you were saying, that it's probably almost a revenge game for both teams, as we know the situation with that. But I think the Bears come away with this one. Like you said, their defense took a big hit with a uh, loss of DJ Reader and some other players last year. And then of course their offense losing uh, DeAndre Hopkins is, with Cooks coming back and uh, uh, David Johnson they both can't stay healthy. I think the Bears definitely have the advantage in this one. I think like you said, Mitch, if he's playing that game, he's definitely going to look to make some plays to try to, you know, tell Deshaun Watson that you know he's not of course he's he's not as bad as Deshaun Watson probably thinks he is. Yeah. So the Bears definitely get this one.
0: Yeah, Jalen, what do you think?
1: Um, I don't really want to get much into this team because usually when I talk about Deshaun Watson now, I, I get very upset. Uh, but we're not—I'm not, not going to get into that situation. I'm gonna just say, uh, Mitch is Mitch is going to come into this game with a chip on his shoulder even more. Uh, he already has a chip on his shoulder from people think for people thinking he should be cut. He shouldn't be on the NFL team. He should be in the XFL stuff like that. He's going to come into this game with a bigger chip on his shoulder and uh, prove why he should have been taking number two.
0: So that I believe is nine and four for me and Jalen. Ten and three for Michael. Um, two teams that we, we already kind of – or one team that we have already kind of covered. Do you guys think the Bears go into Minnesota and beat the Vikings? Michael, I'm going to start with you.
2: I do think I, – I think we'll definitely beat the Vikings again. Like I said, we just seem to always beat them and have good games
1: again. So.
0: Jalen, what do you think? Do the Bears go into U.S. Bank Stadium and take one from the Vikings?
1: Uh, we 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 beat them twice in a row um, last year. You know, uh, it was probably I don't know if we would have won that game if their starters were playing, but, because they were sending their starters because they were going to make the playoffs, obviously. But we, we beat them in 2018 uh, at US Bank Stadium. Uh, like I said, Kirk Cousins gets very scared of us. I don't for some reason. And I said we handle we handle business in uh, in Minnesota. You know
0: what? This could be the sixth straight win against the Vikings. I'm going to give the Bears a loss here, just a little bit of a precautionary one. Obviously, I think this is a game that the Bears can win. And, and when we do the prediction for this game, depending on how the season goes, I, I can almost guarantee that I give the Bears a win. But that being said, you can't underestimate the Vikings. They're a solid team. And that, I think, is going to be my fifth loss for the Bears. So that'll move them to 9-5, and 10-4 um, for Jalen, and 11-3 and three for Michael. Uh, this next game, I mean, it's one that me and Parth are going to be at. Jacksonville Jaguars, December 27th. It'll be a nice trip for us down to Florida in the winter there. Um, I think it's going to be a win for the Bears. I mean, I don't really think we need to talk about this one much. Gardner Minshew is someone who is still unproven. You know, the Jaguars moved on from Nick Foles this offseason. They're trying to move on from Leonard Fournette. That defense is absolutely imploded. Um, they add Laviska Chenault this offseason, someone for him to throw to. That being said, I don't think their talent is that great down there. Also, obviously, Telvin Smith just got arrested. He, he was taking a year off football and was going to come back. Um... They lose Calais Campbell and Gakwe wants out. He's not going to play. I think this is a very easy win for the Bears. I think the Jaguars are going to be the worst team in football in 2020. Uh, I don't think there's much more to say about it. I'm just going to ask for one-word answers from you guys. Do you guys think, uh, Michael, do you think the Bears beat the Jaguars here?
1: Yeah, it's a runaway for me for the Bears.
0: Jalen, what do you think?
1: I know you said one-word answers, but if Foles ever starts a game this season, I would want him to start this oh, game. Yeah, yeah, he does, He owes uh, him one. You, you got you got traded after signing that big contract uh, last off season for a six round draft pick. I know he's going to be mad and want to get revenge on this team. So if Foles ever starts a game this season, I would I would want it to be this game. So that is and I 12. feel like we get the win.
0: Yeah, that is twelve and three for Michael. Very bold prediction for me. I think that is ten and five. Yeah, ten and five. And for Jalen, it is a eleven and four. I believe. So last game, week seventeen, Green Bay yeah. Packers. I'm gonna start off with you, Jalen. Actually, you said you wanted to talk about this one. You currently have the Bears at eleven and four. Uh very bold prediction. Uh what do you think, week seventeen? Yeah.
1: Um the Packers had a terrible draft. Um I think they were drafting for for future instead of present, when you should be drafting for for present. Um, yes, they made they went 13 3, made it to the FC Championship before getting blown out uh, against the 49ers, but they needed a receiver opposite of Devontae Adams. They have Alan, Alan Lazard, uh, Valdez, Scantling, but they're not number two receivers. They're more number three, number four uh, type receivers. And in this draft class, for you to not take one single receiver in this whole entire draft class and this one of the best draft classes for receivers in, in a couple years um it's crazy to me um i don't know what what they were doing then they wanted to take a running back in the second round when they have two very good running backs and and williams and aaron jones and then take a tight end who you're going to convert to a fullback back in the third round which was even crazier um this is going to be at soldier field um the last the last two games we played, they were very close games, and we didn't have any type of offense those games. And now that we, we get, we're going to bring in two tight ends and Graham and Cole Komet, who are going to produce more than any of our tight ends did last year, Um, going to get healthier. Hopefully the offensive line play is better. And we're going to get Akeem back. Uh, he, he didn't play the, the, the last, well, except for week one, he didn't play uh, the last time we played them in week 16. I mean, week 15, excuse me, This is going to be a win. Uh, for us, I'm I'm end the season at 12 and 4. 12 and 4,
0: yeah. that is definitely a bold prediction. Uh, coming off an 8 and 8 season, I'm gonna give the Bears a win here as well to end 11 and 5. Uh, I'm confident that the Bears are gonna have a turnaround season. This game could have playoff implications. It could have NFC North implications. Seven playoff teams this year. I could see the Bears. I think finishing 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 this year. Uh, whatever way you twist it, I do. I'm pretty confident the Bears make the playoffs this year. Uh, a lot of analysts. Don't think the Bears are going to perform that well this year. That being said, it's, it's going to be a good Mitch, or it's going to be full hopefully consistent and healthy at quarterback. The offense, there's a ton of additions. We could still add Larry Warford. Uh, the offensive line is looking to be salvageable at least, hopefully getting David Montgomery some more space, getting the running game going. There's weapons in the passing game. I think the Bears do finish at 11-5. I'm going to give them a win over the Green Bay Packers at home. Uh, 2013 is really ringing in my ear right now. Um, but I'm going to give the Bears a win at home, Week 17, to finish 11 and 5 on the season. Michael, you you've only got the Bears with three losses right now. I think against the Saints, Buccaneers, and Packers on the road. How do you think they do Week 17 against the Packers at home? And do you are you how confident are you that they could finish 13 and 3?
2: Um, I believe that the Bears will finish 13 and 3 for this record prediction. You know, a lot of these games are toss ups, and a lot of them can go either way. But I think the Bears on paper. Uh, has a better team than Green Bay. Again, you still got to face Aaron Rodgers and that good Green Bay defense. But like you said, uh, Nick Foles or Mitch, whichever one of them is playing, is going to look to have a big game against Green Bay. And also, I think this is a game with a lot of playoff implications. And the Bears usually step up when, you know, primetime games are big games in the season. And I see the Bears taking this one away and finishing them the season at 13-3. and It might be controversial, but I think the Bears have the team to get it done. They got the coaching. They got the new young talent. And they got the solid playmakers on defense and offense to get 13 wins.
0: I think in the pre-draft predictions we all predicted 10 and six or 11 and five. Now you see our ceiling at 11 and five and our or ceiling at uh, 13 and three and our our floor at uh, 11 and five. I think they could. I said it earlier. I think they could finish anywhere between 10 and six and uh, 11 and five. For me personally. You know, a lot of these games are going to be toss-ups. That being said, I think the Bears, through the draft, added the depth they needed on defense and also have the pieces on offense to be a solid team again in 2020. So we're going to see how it plays out. This has been a very long episode of the Bear Down Podcast. If you are still listening, do us a favor, subscribe, click the bell for notifications whenever we post, and like the video. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want more content from us, head to down.com. It's about to be summertime. All of us are in college, but we're about to start grinding on new content for you guys over on the website. So a ton of articles are going to go up all summer, uh, assuming that the year starts on time. You can find the links to all of our social media fan pages on Instagram down in the description. I'm also going to throw Michael's Twitter and Instagram down in the description. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Down. That's pretty much it for us tonight. Jalen McClinton. And, Michael Labalarte, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys tonight. Do you guys have any last words?
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate being on it. Um, I just want to say uh, thank you guys so much for all the support um you know this might be a controversial Bears going 12 and four. you know a lot of people think we're gonna probably play be worse than we actually are uh but I, a lot of these games are toss-ups this is the nfl you know we can win a game that we're supposed to win. i mean lose and we can lose a game that we're supposed to win so take this with a grain of salt you know we can't predict the future uh so yeah like other than that bear down at the end of the
0: yeah, day one, at, oh sorry go
1: uh i was just gonna say one last thing
2: that uh Like the Bears two years ago, a lot of those games were one play away. I think the Bears were one play away from being, you know, 13 wins, 14 wins. So, yeah, I just want to put that out there because it can go either way. But I think I see success for the team this year.
0: It's a very controversial season. A lot of people high on the Bears. A lot of people low on the Bears. At the end of the day, we're just optimists, and we really hope that everything is going to pan out. I think this team is very similar, if not better, to the 2018 team. With the 17 playoff field, I think the Bears can definitely do it, whether they win the division or not. But that's pretty much going to do it on this 40-minute episode of Bear Down. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpey. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this Wednesday night. And as always, Chicago, stay safe, continue to flatten the curve. We're almost there, hopefully getting out of quarantine soon. And as always, and most importantly, Bear Down. Peace.